Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of the podcast with Jason and Mike. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And we're here coming to you live from the Pud Studio located in in downtown, beautiful downtown Lincoln, North Carolina here at GameSwap. And uh, Mike, in I guess... In the podcast studio. In the podcast, the brand new podcast studio. Once again, Mikey, thank you for letting us come in to the uh, podcast studios to do this here in GameSwap. And um, hope you had a good 4th of July holiday, just like everyone else out there. I know I did. I ate too much, but uh, hell, that's every day, not just the 4th, but... Uh, Hope you did as well, Mike. It was it was fun. Um, it was it was a lot different than anything I've done before because we were in the parade this year. Oh, that's right for the Comic Con. That's right. Um, that was def- definitely different. I mean, that was that was it was very cool. It was very hot and very muggy, and oh my god, <laughs> the wait just <laughs> once you started getting going down Main Street and around the Court Square down to the school, it was fun. You know, it was it was. That was the great part. The waiting was the worst part. Right, right. You know, because we got there at 7, you know, to do the lineup. And the parade didn't start till 8.30. Okay, right. So you're just sitting there in that muggy weather, waiting, right. waiting, waiting, waiting. Time's so, slowing yeah, down. Yeah, we're all just sweating. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we wound up being, um, uh, a lot of people must have gotten there at, like, 6 o'clock. So. Right. Yeah, just wondering. You know, I'm imagining they're just sweating it out. You know, they're just drenched. Right. Anybody in front of us, but uh, we were close to the back, and um, we weren't far behind. <laughs> Luckily, there there was a couple a uh, couple entries between us and. Uh, I don't know if you know Alan Hole. Oh but, man! Now, uh, now some of our listeners, maybe. Well, I mean, may, we, we have ten. Not. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know. and I know at least eight are from LinkedIn, yeah, so exactly. you probably do. But Mike, <laughs> if you'd like to maybe give a little, you know, history Alan, lesson. Alan Hole is a very, very outspoken, <laughs> very controversial, very uh, figure. Yes. Uh, He's definitely a staple character. He's a character in LinkedIn. Everybody knows who he is. And there's quite a few characters, and he's one of them. And we're getting, to, we're going to get to a show just dedicated to characters in LinkedIn at some point. Exactly. And Alan will definitely be going into a lot more in depth. Absolutely, because there is a huge story on it. But uh, cut to the chase. Um, very conservative. Very. Maybe. Very religious. Very religious. Maybe over. Oh, he's far right. He. he uh, He's a little over the edge, in my opinion, in my views, and my belief system. If this Space Force program takes off, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm, he's going to be... I'm Because I'm going to say he's probably going to be Commander. Oh, boy. Um, he's going to be Commander Space Force. <laughs> the son of a bitch is already in outer space, yeah, brother. It's, uh, it's that far. If anyone out there who's not 100% sure who we're talking about, he's the guy that drives the big truck around Lincoln with the aborted fetuses on it uh-huh. and the uh, biblical passages on it, the uh, constitutional... The sodomites. Yes, and, uh, yes. You know, you know, know, Anti-gay. Oh, yes. Anti-everything that's basically not your stereotypical right. Uh, religious, right, moral, social view, he is he's against that. Exactly. Uh, gay marriage. You know, in, in the liberal ideas, he, he, yeah. he's not a liberal. Yeah. Let's put it like that. He didn't vote for Hillary. Right. Let's put it like right. that. Right, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> and he's also no. running for sheriff as an independent. He is. This man is so conservative and he's so far out to the right that he couldn't even make it onto the Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, see, that was the thing. Uh, but 
Hey, uh, it's crazy like a fox. Hey, man, stranger shit's happened. You've you had six people in that Republican spot. Who's on the ballot? On the ballot. And who's going to be on the ballot coming up in November? Alan Hall. Alan Hall. He is going to be on the ballot. The only independent. Yeah, exactly. And stranger shit has happened, stranger man. Brother, we're, we live in strange times. Absolutely. You know, uh, I know we probably... We've discussed maybe not going too deep into politics right. on this show. Well, I definitely don't want to do that. Because, my God, there's enough of that out there. But me and you have talked in our personal life. As we've seen over these last two years, anything absolutely can happen. Yeah, yeah. Don't kind of. Never say never. Never say never. Never brother. say never. And um, But hopefully, you know, our <laughs> choice for right. sheriff will will win. Or Well, basically, my choice for sheriff is anybody but Alan. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I will go that far into my political viewpoints. I do not want Alan Hole winning this year. Yeah, that that would be. Uh... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, talking about Crazy Town, brother. Crazy Town, USA. And I love this town. You know, that's yeah. something else, Mike. That uh, and now, granted, I know we got to get on task and we got to definitely get and finish up this saga on the Paul Jones boogie woogie man. But one thing I know that me and you have always um, shared and a common commonality we've always shared is our love for our town. Yes. Because not only, man, is it full of these crazy characters that kind of aggravate you and right. maybe put a little bit of a negative from your viewpoint, man. We also have a lot of talented people in this in this county, this in this true. town. Uh, I mean, we have characters. Very interesting people. Very. And everybody seems to, for the most part, care about each other, you know. Absolutely. Usually. Yeah. You, you, know, yeah. you know, man, when there's a tragedy in a small town, especially this one, man, people come together. And I'm just proud to call Link to my home, man. Yes. And uh, I moved out for a few years and didn't move too far away, but... You know, man, they say you can never go home again, but I think that's bullshit personally because I you did. You can always go home. You can always come home, especially yep. when it's a great town like this. And, you know, Mike, I, I want to put you over. You know, I know we don't really discuss anything before we go into this. It's kind of on the fly, but I also would like to thank you for what you've done for this town, being a small business owner. And, you know, man, you and, and Jamie both, you know, your life and business partner, man, have right. both done great things for this town. You know, I know you guys have a lot to do with this Comic-Con coming up. Right. Which I would definitely... You know, Mike, before we even get into Paul Jones, would you like to talk about that and, and what it is? And, and, and Well, the Comic-Con is basically, it started out through uh, um, the Be a Hero Art Auction, which was put on by you know, the Communities and Schools Program of Lincoln County. Uh, and I got involved um, through the art auction. You know, it was held at in the coffee shop next door, Fausto Coffee. Yes. Another great small local yeah. business that Just people right really, really need to check out, yeah. man. They have great coffee. You know, man, it, it'll boost your ass up. Oh, yeah. I yeah. swear they put crack in that <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had to pour it out sometimes. It, it'll get you going. But my God, you get what you pay for at that Absolutely. place, brother. And and they have good prices and good people. Check right. them out. Check yeah. them out, for real. But, but uh, we outgrew that, and the next progression in that was to go and do a full-blown Comic-Con. Uh, and we tested the waters with that uh, last year at the uh, Citizen Center. Right. Just over here in downtown. And that morning we outgrew that. Yes. Uh, so this year you know, we moved it to the uh, high school. Right. And uh, more likely we'll probably outgrow that. But yeah. You know, other than that, you know, unless you're talking about an outdoor event, which is not going to happen, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is it. This this is the, the big one. Yes, and I'm gonna tell you the truth, Mike. You know, um, I don't get out a whole lot myself. I'm really not. I, I do enjoy Comic Con culture and the mm -hmm. cosplay culture and things of like this. I don't necessarily participate. I've always enjoyed it. 
but you know, I went last year, and I'm like, and I, I, I'm not going to lie, Mike. You know, I'm going to be completely honest. As we're here, I, I didn't have the highest of expectations. Right. Yeah. Uh, not you, a lot you, of people you, did. Right. And I'm like, you know, I went and picked up a mutual friend of ours who lives out of town. I said, hey, we'll go. We'll go for a couple hours. Well, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun, Mike. You'll be there. We'll, we'll have a great time, yeah. regardless. We'll just we'll, put around. We'll, we'll put around. We'll put around. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that, that was the plan. Well, brother, we were shocked. I walked in, I think, about 10, 15, about 15 minutes after it started, and it was packed. And, right. brother, it was enthusiasm. Yeah. Everybody was into it. It was tremendous. Yeah. I had a tremendous time last year, and I am really chomping at the bit to get out there yeah. this year. And um, now, Mike, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but the date's the 21st, July 21st. July 21st, Saturday, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Right, and it's $5 to get $5 in. $5 to get in, kids 12 and under free. Oh, it's, I mean, man, I come mean, on. You know, what, what, what's yeah, better than that? And, that? You know, and, and all the proceeds, you know, from the booth rentals to the tickets at the door everything you know that's raised is going straight to the communities and school of lincoln county see once again mike and that that's just to circle back around my original point man you know what you guys are doing as small business owners for the community right. not only because of, of the charitable you know or the charity that it goes to but just to give the people around this town and, and in surrounding towns something to do Absolutely. all day long, That's man. That's the thing, you know, just bringing new stuff into town and, yes. you know, just new, exciting stuff. Cool stuff. You know, get people into it. Get yeah. people into downtown again it's, like it used to used be. Used to be. Like it used to be. You know, yeah. when we were coming oh up, my God. that's where the place to be, man. <laughs> you, know? you know, you could drop somebody off, you know, uptown. You'd find a ride back home, but that was all night long. Yeah. And like I said, Mike, thank you for that, man. Thank you, GameSwap, for that. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you haven't checked it out, if you didn't get a chance to check it out last year, definitely come by. I'll be there. Mike will be there. The Puds will be there. Absolutely. Um, and we want our other Puds to be there as well. Yeah. You know. Well, Mike, I guess. The Pud, the pud Nation. <laughs> the Pud know, Nation, the pud brother. Pud Nation, hopefully coming in. But going back to that, uh, Alan, real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, two... Two entries behind us, man. He is three deep. He he's got all, his whole force of trucks out there, oh, and boy. he is three deep behind us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> American so flags, was, oh, man, oh my god! Oh, you know, it, it was it was a sight, but it was a lot of fun. That's I had awesome. a lot of fun with it, and uh, I definitely just hope it's a little cooler next time. <laughs> well, you know, Mike. Uh, speaking of, of July the fourth, and you know the holiday. This is a good segue to get back into our um, into our subject for this week, which is the third part of our saga. Saga. Uh, I mean, it, this it is, is a trilogy. This is yes. a saga, and I think it was, in my opinion, the perfect way to kick off the podcast. You know, to start this whole thing. Um, but you know, July the fourth was also back in '86. You know, around the time the bashes were happening. And I know we huge part. Oh, that was yeah. I mean, man, July, you know, August. That was a summer thing to do. It was. It it was an event. It was a tour. It was a rock and roll tour. Yeah. And oh, you know, we had, we had wrestling, and we had NASCAR. You, around that here, it. that was it, man. Eighty-six. Maybe you that have the Charlotte it. Knights, that's, but but well, even then, yeah, that's right. You, you that's know, right. but the, uh, the O's at the time. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but that was it. That's, that was it. I mean, we didn't have football. We didn't have the Hornets yet. No, we didn't uh, have the Hornets. The Panthers were years away. Yeah. I mean, you know, years A decade. Away. A decade. A yes, decade sir. away. Yes, sir. And like I said, the Hornets, they weren't quite a decade, but they were still yeah, I not think, here. I think the Hornets were two, about two years away Give at that take. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So, you know, Jim Crocker Promotions and, and, and NASCAR, truly, and like I said, the Knights, you can kind of maybe, or, right. you know, maybe yeah. count them, maybe not, you know. But but really as far but as it was the closest thing it was, it was closest thing to a professional or to a, a pro, 
sports. A pro team that we had. Right, that wasn't wrestling or motorsports. Right. You know, so I guess you could say almost a legitimate mm-hmm. comp- yeah, competitive. Yeah. I mean, right. I consider motorsports to be competitive, but it's motorsports. Right. You know. So, you know, this, going into the bashes of 86, and I know we did talk about this. Uh, this is kind of where we started ending last week's show, which I think is a perfect place to pick up. But this was kind of, in my opinion, the climax of the war. This, it, it, this was. This was the peak. This was the peak. It didn't ne- necessarily end. No. But it was the bomb. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was the atomic. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, and you had, had you know, going that, that was, that was a huge thing on both sides. Like, like we talked about last time, it was, it was two big shots in the war on each side. Right. You know, you know still going on into Starcade, which was going to be, that was it. That was the big moment. That was the, the, the epitome, the peak of this whole war. Now, Mike, correct me, or, or not, not correct me, but, but uh, educate me here, school me on something, because my time frame gets a little off. What is the chain or the line of events from the time that Paul Jones loses his hair versus when Manny Fernandez turned? Which happened first? Manny turned. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I got those two a little confused. Yeah. All right. So, let me ask you then. Given that, can, can would it be safe to say that when Paul Jones lost his hair? Yes. That was that was that was the bomb. That was it. That that was that Hiroshima. Was, yeah. That, that, pretty much. I mean, when, once that happened. That was the big blow. That was pretty much that it. Was, that was to be the big blow off. Right. That was that was the win. Right, and that, that was the thing. You know, as as much as that happened to Jimmy Valiant, you know, he had taken friends taken away, friends turn on him, betrayal, man, betrayed. You know, he had stuff taken away from him, his beard, his hair, desperation, brother. He put Big Mama's hair. Oh my God, I mean, you how. Know, how desperate yeah, is that? That was going to be it. You know, it. After that, there was, there nothing, was nothing else. else. There was nothing else. I mean, yeah, unless boogie you Boogie Woogie Blues. Yes, sir. The boogie Woogie Blues. <laughs> and you he felt in the gutter. Yeah. yeah. He was in the gutter. And that's... He was in the gutter just trying, trying to lift himself out after everything that happened. And the only thing, man, that's going to redeem this man, the only thing that's going to bring him out of this gutter is Paul Jones's hair. Yes. That's it. That's it. You know, because that was pride, yeah. man. It wasn't just the it hair was. itself. It was, it was about the pride, man. Absolutely. And, you know, like we've discussed, you know. Which was a big deal back then. Not so much a big deal right now, now. anymore, you know. But it was it was a thing of pride. If you lost your hair, you know, that was that was a big deal. Oh, that was the biggest insult. Yeah, you know, Paul Jones was, you know, a good-looking guy sure. with a good-looking head of hair. Sure. And the boogie-woogie man was known for his hair, his yeah. beard. I mean, man, yeah. he, he was a shaggy yeah. motherfucker, man. And, you know, it wasn't good-looking. <laughs> Not at all, man. <laughs> <laughs> How that man got Big Mama, but he was the cool. He was the coolest of the cool, hey, man. He was a cool cat. Yeah, you know, man. He, he was, was the leader of cool street cat. people, man. You yep. know, he had the rap. You ain't got to be. You ain't got to be good looking, you know, to get Big Mama. As long as you got a rap, son. <laughs> and that man, that man had it in spades, brother. Yeah. If anybody had it, the boogie woogie man had it. Absolutely. So, Mike, I tell you what, brother. Let's take us past. At this point, Paul Jones has lost yep. his hair. The war is essentially over. Uh, both of these guys are going to be leaving. Crockett, well, Crockett's about to be sold. Well, not not, not, well, not yet, okay. not yet, because we're going, we're going into '87, and like we're talking about, you know, when you're building this up to this incredible peak, there's only one way to go down, man, and it's going down. It's going down. And it's going down, yeah. and unfortunately, uh, it's going down 
for Boogie. A lot more than it is for Jones at the outset. Right. And well, that's for two reasons. Two reasons. I call that Raging Bull and, and Rick Root. Absolutely. Um, basically, after after the feud with Valiant, um, he pretty much disbands the army. Right. Right. Yeah. It just goes to tag team. Just you know. focuses on Rude and Bull. Which was one of my personal favorite tag teams of, to be so short lived. Ah. It made such a huge impact, yeah. man. They those two together were unbelievable. Right. With John, oh, yeah, man, and, and especially when Jones changed his appearance, yeah, to to suit those with coming back to the tuxedos. Now that he's bald, and he's wearing that cool ass hat, which actually puts it over. Right. You know, I thought. Oh he, yeah. I, I mean, I think we even said last week it was badass. Yeah, it was. It was totally badass. They were a badass heel team. Yes, because they were uh, badass. You can you can get behind this team, you know, uh, you know. Whatever you would say about the Russians, hated the Russians. Yeah. you could hate the Russians. You could never like the Russians. Never, no, unless Nikita turned. You know, well, which we're gonna have a podcast. A yeah, we, we got a whole thing about that. It's a whole <laughs> different story. Um, but you know, you had these these other tag teams like the Midnight's. I personally love the Midnight's. They, they were my favorite. I love the Midnight's. Yep. A lot of people hated the Midnight's. Because sure. Jim Cornette. Cornette. Yeah. Jim Cornette. Um, a few others. Well, you uh, had the Horsemen, you know, who always had their fans, though. Always I'm, had their I fans. Always had their fans, you know. Um, I mean, but, but these were the legitimate, like, this was a cool tag team. That were bad guys. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of like, guys. they were like the Stone Colds. Kind of. Back then, that you know. Because Rick Rude was just, and Manny, too. This is, yeah, Manny was just tough. Right. And Legit. Yeah. He was just tough, and, and you know he, he could talk and just go, and he could work. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but this was this was a team. You know, they go right in the outset against the Rock and Rolls, who yeah. were tag team champions, and you knew that they were going to just run over the Rock and Roll right. Express. But it was still crazy when yeah. they beat them. Yeah. I oh, remember yeah. coming. Surprise. I came off the floor because yeah. obviously I'd be on the floor to watch wrestling. I couldn't be on the couch. Yeah, no, I was too no, far no, away. Yeah, was, I was directly yeah. on the, in the front uh-huh. of the television. And brother, when Rick Rude pinned, I believe it was Ricky Morton, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. But I know Rick Rude took because he pulled the tights. Right. And he got that three count. Uh, I, I'll never forget. That's, yeah. that's one of those moments from my childhood yeah. that I came off the floor like, what the yeah. F? You know? Yeah. And it wasn't a dusty finish either. No, it was it clean. Was, it, well, well, it wasn't say, clean. It wasn't but, clean, but there was no uh, schmas at the end no. where they reverse the decision, it, which would happen a lot. It, it was a win. It was right, yeah. right. It yeah. was a legit win. The they referee took, they took the titles. Right, um, and that was big. And this was a team, you know. You always had like the Midnight's and the Rock and Roll. Right. You never knew who was, who was going to go at, at one given point or another. Either team could could, could win. Do it exactly. Um, now with Rudin and Bull, this was a team now that was okay. These guys could probably go against the Road, Road Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, the Road Warriors. Oh, dude, I they mean, were they were unstoppable in the NWA. Unstoppable. I mean, AWA really on up into the WWF. Can go head to head with the Warriors and you hold know. their own, and you not know who could win. Exactly. Because even when the Road Warriors were feuding with the Horsemen, you always knew the, that the Road Warriors were just bigger. And, and you know, not only that, might, but back in those days, you, you know, tag teams had more credibility as tag teams. Absolutely. In other words, you could take two really good singles wrestlers, right? Put them against a really good tag team, and the tag team should win every single time. Right. 
you know, because yeah. that was their specialty. That's what they did. Absolutely. Now, you take Bobby Eaton and put him against Dusty Rose, and, man, we know who's going to win that one. Right. Which he should. Yeah. But you put Dusty and Magnum against the Midnights, well, the Midnights will probably get over because yeah. they are a better unit. They yes. are a better team. And it's yeah. two completely different styles. Right. You know, which I, I miss that. Just, yeah. just another oh, yeah. another thing I miss about that old school wrestling logic yeah. and psychology. You, you got the team. The team is used to being the, and it was definitely different with, with Rude and Bull because you know you had these strong singles. Very, yes. And all of a sudden they come in and it just clicks. It, yeah. For some reason it just clicks. And because they and had it that wasn't like it wasn't like with Dusty and, and Bull. You right. know, when they were tag team champions. Ch- yes. When they won the titles from Koloff and Cronodal. Right. Uh, it was, Bull and Dusty as a team was kind of... Yeah. It was kind thrown of, together, it maybe. It was kind of thrown together, kind of strange. Sure. Uh, you know, and it was yeah, over. Hey, they were lacking in the tag team department right. at that time. And they you, really were. And and both of them, especially Dusty, you know, once again, we, we could call the podcast the Dusty Rose Appreciation, you know, because right. I love Dusty. But you could put anybody with Dusty or Manny, for yeah, that matter, exactly. and, and it would got over it, especially at that particular time. Yeah. And, you know, Mike, I, I want to touch on Rick Rude just real quick because this was right when Rick Rude was coming in. Right. And now oh, he, yeah. And he is fresh. He is right out of the, as what I call, he was fresh out of the magazines for me. Yeah. Because I had seen Rick Rude in magazines. And, you know, you could tell that he was built like, I mean, he was so a uh, good-looking guy, man. Mm-hmm. He was in shape. And you could just tell he was a badass out of these magazines. Oh, yeah. So we knew who Rick Rude is. Yes. We may have never seen him wrestle, but we know mm-hmm. him. And we know he's no joke. All right. And man, you you put him right in the mix with that. Oh yeah, man, it was explosive. Exactly. You know, I mean, where do you go from there as far as the as boogie woogie man? You know, right. where, where can you go from that? You know, speaking of which, let's start talking a bit about where does the boogie woogie man go? Well, here here's something that is interesting. Speaking of tag teams, because <clears throat> boogie gets himself involved in a tag team situation with another new tag team coming in. Are you talking about the ones from the future? The future. (laughs) I I thought that was a great tag team. I never, even as a kid, I was like, come on. I know you guys. The only thing... They (laughs) came to Jim Crockett Promotions via... This was 87. No, I mean, what year were they from? Oh, uh, oh my God. Uh, I can't remember. I want to say 2000... and I'm just going to put it out there, 2020. That sounds good. That sounds sure. good enough. That sounds good. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> via the the Space Bridge. <laughs> Jesus From Christ. the uh, <laughs> the world of Cybertron. Which we all know, that's Transformers, man. We're going to talk about 80s cartoons and toys. That's the hard <laughs> part you're trying to get over. And Dusty, you know, God bless him. He, you know, he, he was a genius. He, he was a genius. But he wasn't and, perfect. And, and he, you know, picked... You know, that stuff from you know pop culture sure. and, and trying try to, to keep up with sure. the, with everything, but it was hard to get over on the kids. It's a little hokey, because man. the kids knew we, Cybertron was Transformers. Transformers and Cybertron wasn't real. And we also knew that that kind of hokey bullshit belonged in WWF. Yeah, you know, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. and that was a good tag team. Oh yeah, uh, so was the champion it role? Was, I mean. The, Sean Royal and Chris, and Chris Champion. Champion. That was a good up-and-coming um, tag team. Well, I'll say this. I liked them. I liked a lot of the stuff that they were... They were innovative. Sure. They were, they were yeah. definitely innovative innovative for that time as far as what they were doing. They were 
both very green. Yes, you're right. They're you're right. Both very, I mean, very green. They're basically two rookies coming in, pretty much, pretty much together. Yeah, and and that, I think they had a couple of years between them. But still, man, you you do make a good point. Yeah, they were very green. Right. And you watch some of those matches, especially with the job matches. Uh, yeah. You can tell they were very green. But their their energy was there. It was great. Right. Their their enthusiasm and their wanting to put this over was there. Oh man, they really did put it over as well as they could have. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget when Chris Champion. I believe it was Chris Champion broke his arm. Yeah. <laughs> had the wires and all oh the, my God, the had- components. <laughs> The electronic cast, the bio, the bionic cast. <laughs> yes, I mean, which was just a regular cast with a bunch of Radio much, Shock yeah. or Radio Shack parts glued yeah. to it. Another was, shout out to Wayne Sisk. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but you know, my, the one thing that really gave me hope in the new breed that was really disappointing, because I really hope maybe there was a little bit of truth when they said Dusty Rhodes was president of the United States. <laughs> That's, that I was like, I you think know what? That was definitely. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you didn't know already. <laughs> Well, it, it, well, that, that was definitely, you know, that was a real bit dusty, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> we see, I took that as hope. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, no, wait well, a minute, man, maybe this yeah. is real. Because, you know, I would love to see Dusty Rose as the president. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost enough for me to keep well, on that's, hope. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody was hoping for at that point. Either, either Dusty or Hogan. One or the other, man. Right. I, I'd, I'd have gone with Dusty, yeah. you know, maybe with Hogan as a running partner, man. Exactly. Yeah, you know, who knows. <laughs> but, uh... So Jimmy gets involved in, in this in this feud with the new breed. The new breed are obviously from the future, yes. and you know they're they're hip. They're they they they're about rock and roll, rap, everything. That was you know yes. really at at that point something new. It was new. And you know, Mike, you bring up a great point, and, and maybe a, a pu- and, in fact, I would love to do a podcast on this, just music and yeah, wrestling, absolutely, because that was the first introduction to rap music ever yeah that i had ever because you know man in my in my um childhood growing up we were in a very country predominant house i didn't even know really rock and roll bro right i mean not really you know um and and i got all of my music education seriously through professional wrestling to this day freebird is my favorite song to this day because of the freebirds and we'll get into that a lot more detail obviously sure but you know the new breed brought out the beastie boys and beastie boys and stuff like that there were there were you know, they, they were ahead of everybody at that but point. In any federation, Absolutely. in any organization, I'll give you that 100%. Yes. And so they start making fun of the Boogie Woogie Man because he is old rock and roll, old man rock and roll. Get geezer out. rock. Geezer rock, get out of here. Just like we see today. Yeah. But now we're the geezers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. People call our music dad yeah, rock, geezer rock. Rocks. And it's like, oh, he listens to stuff from the 90s. Oh, the 90s was just like 10 years ago. No, nope. the 90s were like, like 20. <laughs> 20, 30 years yeah, ago. Man. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, shit, man. So, you uh, know. yeah. So that's. You heard that so, new biscuit song, didn't Hey. <laughs> no. So that's retro now. Right. Yeah. In the 90s, you know, 90s, early 2000s. Hey, this is retro stuff. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. You know. But yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and I was thinking about this the other day. You know, when, when I hear people talk. And it's usually a younger crowd talk about, you know, old school wrestling. I'm thinking, you know, Mid Atlantic, yeah, old sure. WWE, yeah. 80s WWF. Yeah. No, they're talking about Steve the, Austin. The Attitude Era. The Attitude Era. Yeah. Steve Austin. No, and the Rock, NWO. Yeah. Classic old school wrestling now is. It, it, it's the Attitude Era. 
Dude, it makes me feel so old. Cause huh. I, I work with a, a, a friend of mine. I work with, you know, she came up during. She's, you know, younger. She's in her twenties, and she's like, "Yeah, I like the old school stuff. You know, like Stone Cold and The Rock." I'm like, "Jesus, man, I was, I was yeah." The way what? I, if I was drinking, or if I was of age to drink and party when something was going on, and I'm like, "Jesus, man, I remember getting, you know, getting a six pack or a twelve pack and watching Monday Night Raw. You know, me, you, and uh, Shrancy and a bunch of others. And God, man, really, are we that fucking old? Yeah, and we are. Yeah." Yeah, <laughs> just like the it's boogie been, woogie man it's been was. That long man. Yes, but yeah, they go into a hot feud. But here's the thing: Jimmy's got no partner. Oh boy, then here's probably gonna be one of our first big disagreements on the podcast because I know where we're going. Jimmy's got no partner. He's had a lot of people turn into him. He yeah, needs somebody he can trust. trust. He, exactly. Maybe but not. He, it maybe. can't be Dusty. Dusty's in his hot feud now. Because he's got... Well, I think that was about the time with Lex Luger, maybe? No, not yet. Not, not yet? Quite. Okay, okay. He's still in that you know, big feud with the Horseman. Flair. Sure. Anderson's. Tully made mostly, too. Yeah, mostly Tully, because that was a that blood was, feud. Yeah, that was another good one. Uh, can't be... Manny, Manny's no. already turned. Pez is Pez already is gone turned. at this point. Pez, I think, right? No, Pez is still he's around. He's still around, but he's, he's still around. He's he's kind of venturing on to another another tag team, which we may get to later. Uh, that's right. Yes, um, yes. Jimmy has nobody. No. So he has to look elsewhere. Elsewhere. And I mean, I'm talking like not on Earth, right, brother? You know, and see now, like I said, me and you have had, we've we've discussed this for 25 years. We are going to have a disagreement right here. Absolutely. So, which is why I'm going to let you put this over because I cannot put this over at all. Well, Boogie Woogie Man, as you just said, has been betrayed by everyone. He, he has nowhere to turn to. Dusty, is his closest ally, is already tied up. No one on earth can truly be the Boogie Woogie Man's partner, man. Because, you know, let's face it, man, the Boogie Woogie Man was barely from earth anyway. So he had to look outside the solar system. Uh-huh. And he brings in, in my opinion, one of the absolute coolest gimmicks of all time. One of my all-time honest guys, for the hand of God, my one of my favorite wrestlers from childhood. He goes out of the universe, brother, the solar system. He goes to the stars beyond and brings back Lasertron, people. That's right, Lasertron with a Z, spelled with a Z, not an S. Get that shit right, people. Now, let me, let me go ahead and clarify this. Lasertron is spelt with a Z. It is. But there's probably about three Zs in the middle of that. <laughs> now, come on. Now, the man can work, brother. Now, now his style was that lucha. I mean, it's 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 Hector. It's Hector. <laughs> it's Hector Guerrero. It's Hector Guerrero <laughs> in a silver outfit, okay, with antennas. With antennas because he's an antennas. alien. He's an alien. And a laser tag chest. <laughs> And he's got the laser tag gun and a holster on his side. <laughs> and a complete black face. Like, no holes for the eyes, because he's an alien, man. Oh, it's a mesh mesh. It's a mesh. Yeah, right, right, right. Through, but nobody can see <laughs> can him. See right. Well, see, now, Mike, I... Claw. The, <laughs> the reason he had the antennas, man, is they gave him a heightened sense of when to, to, when to leapfrog, went to do hip tosses, man. I love Lasertron. Oh, it didn't give him a heightened sense <laughs> to know not to take on a, a silly-ass gimmick. D- silly? Man. And, say, no. and stay down in with Watts, who was doing serious stuff. <laughs> but this was serious, man. I mean, dude, like I said, this shit got so serious that the Boogie Woogie Man what, had to we, go to the observatory. <laughs> not ten minutes ago. He came from Cybertron, bro. No. Not ten minutes ago, we were shitting on Cybertron. <laughs> the fact that these these two these two punk rock kids. Well, 
were claiming they were coming from Cybertron, which was not real at all because it's a fucking cartoon. Well, time travel is just silly. Man. It's a it's a two D cartoon that was on Saturday mornings, you know, and afternoons, and we just watched this battle on Cybertron. <laughs> With the Autobots and Decepticons. And Autobots you know, you know. and Decepticons. There was no new breed. Well, there was no Lasertron. Like I said, man, I could see, you know, I always consider time travel to be hokey. But, you know, actually, aliens from another planet? Man, you know, I could see it. I could see it. You know what's so fun? I think the reason why I like uh, Lasertron so much. Now, look, okay, a full disclaimer here. I understand it's a hokey gimmick. I get that. I get that. I will admit that. You heard it here first. But I was a huge Lasertron fan, and I think the reason was is even though we had seen Hector Guerrero for years, mm-hmm. and he was he was always one of those wrestlers, man, who was never as over as he probably should have been, right? Because he was very talented, yes. man. I mean, hell, all those Guerreros are fucking Absolutely. amazing workers. But I think when they brought Lasertron, given the the icing on the cake, given the the gimmick, and seeing Hector work his style, it was like I'd never seen it before. Even though I've seen Hector Guerrero uh, wrestle uh, uh, yeah, a million times. A dozen times, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, man, he's cutting, he's doing that Lucha style, oh, yeah. which was really... But that's that's the thing yeah. that you knew you you had seen it before. But that's you, the th- That was a hard part to swallow. It's like, okay, I know... This looks familiar. This is, this but, is Hector, because I loved everybody. You know, I would get the Mac, uh, the 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 after mags. Oh, I love those. Know, wrestling Illustrator, right, everybody. Yes, so yes. I knew who guys were outside of this right coming in and I'd already seen Hector I love Hector I thought he worked great he did he yes. was great everything he did was just phenomenal and him was, and Chavo yes oh yeah him. yes yes um, and he was one of those guys he could always win yeah you, you, you just never knew yeah him and Tony Blanchard could wrestle and he could beat Tony yeah. and clean could. I mean it could happen yeah you, you had that believability there yeah. you know but <laughs> this was something and as much as I loved wrestling, I believed everything. I believed everything that happened. This is something I could not <laughs> sign off on, and could not get behind, and could not believe. I could not justify this to everybody that was asking me about wrestling. Or call it saying it's fake, or saying it's, it's, it's a fake. work, or it's a hoax, or yeah. a hokey whatever. You can't I? I can't justify this. Well, see, I'm over here. There's nothing I can say to anybody. That's, you can't justify laser. He's. He's he's for real from Cybertron though. <laughs> I cannot do it. And see, as you had that attitude, I had the po- or I had the centerfold from Pro Wrestling Illustrated <laughs> on my wall. He got a freaking centerfold <laughs> yes, sir, to himself. That's right. That's right. He did. I could not believe what I was seeing. <laughs> I couldn't believe he didn't get more. Oh. My God. <laughs> unreal. Well, we we may have to agree to disagree unreal. with this. Uh, is unreal. Hey, can we at least agree? At least he didn't get a uh, after cover. Well, not, I he still I'm I'm a little upset with after on that, but that's for another discussion. Or maybe he did. I he might know. have. I, I, you know what? I think he actually did at one point. Oh my god! I gotta, <laughs> if you want to research gonna, that, I got I got to check this out. Because sure. Lasertron, I think he might have actually been on the cover, or at least on, on like um, one of the pictures of the cover. You know where they'd have different wrestlers. You know, I do think he might have made the cover at least one time. But can we at least agree on this? Can we at least agree that Lasertron was a better gimmick than the Gobbly Gooker? Can, can we go that far? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get just a little bit of love from Lasertron from you, Mike. I'm just just a smidge, man. Okay, so, the poster, yeah, the poster was legit. He definitely didn't get a cover. He might, yeah, okay, I'm not seeing it right. I'm looking at this thing right 
That's the one I had on my wall. That's yeah. the one. We'll include some links, guys, on our, our Facebook page or on the YouTube. We'll, we'll put some links up to some of these pictures we're talking about. I'm looking here. at this, and here you go. He is, <laughs> in this picture, this particular picture, he has the light junior heavyweight champion. Yeah, the so new they belt. put a title. And a new belt, too. And They had just redone the belt for him. I want to say he beat... Denny Brown? I think so. I th it's either him or Nelson Royal. Hell, it's only two junior champions well, to work. Know. It could it could have been him or uh, Mr. Electricity. Uh, Steve Regal. Steve Regal. It could have been Steve Regal, actually. Uh, I can't remember. It was probably Denny Brown, man. It seems like everybody beat Denny Brown for that junior heavyweight that was, at some point. Yeah, but he held it for... Oh, Denny was good. He held it for so... I, hell, he might still have he, it. He may still have the belt. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he might have retired with it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but so... <laughs> So anyway, man, so the boogie woogie, man. <laughs> I, it's, yeah, yeah he, he has to go. Oh, my God, I can't even. I can't do it. I, I, I knew I knew when laser, because I knew all week. I'm like, man, me and Mike gonna have a, we're going to have a heated discussion about laser trying not being. can't do it. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I got a little choked up. <laughs> And I can't lie, Mike, you know, part of the reason I, I put Laser Tron over so much because I know nobody else does, and I like doing that, you know. I, I like to have that little bit of, but I really did like Laser Tron, man. I liked, I liked Hector. I liked Hector. You know, I like all the Guerreros, yeah. man, but I really did like Hector. And I, I like Laser Tron. I thought, um, you know, obviously it was hokey. It was, I, absolutely. But I, I did, man. I, I enjoyed Laser Tron. And I think another reason I enjoyed Laser Tron so much was the Boogie Woogie Man. Oh, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I was so in, enamored with the Boogie Woogie Man that if the Boogie Woogie Man told me Lasertron was from Cybertron, then my God, man, that was good enough for me. Right, so, <laughs> so let me ask you this. All right. Was the deal with Lasertron, was he human? Was he a robot? Or was he both? Nobody knows. Nobody oh, knows, geez. man. Um, I think, well, he's part turkey. We know he was hatched. We know that. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's a different hatch grower. Um, I, got, I always go back to the gobbledygooker, man. At, le I at least, at least, you know. But no, that's, that's the great thing about Lasertron. I was actually wondering that not too long ago. I was like, what was Lasertron? Well, these turkeys are a real thing. <laughs> Lasertron was real. And the turkey came from an egg, which is a real thing. Well, it was a real thing, but... Cybertron is not real. <laughs> Well, now, are we 100% sure? Well, you know what? Look, man, we need to, we need to move start. forward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, let's do a podcast strictly. Well, we're going to do one on hooky gimmicks anyway. So I know uh, I know when we get to hooky gimmick thing, I know Laser Tron's going to come back up. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look at this because I've actually uh, taken it and gone on to the Wikipedia page for <laughs> There is no Wikipedia page for Laser Tron. Well, there's Hector's. That mentions, that mentions it, it. right? Yeah, right. but that it, it could take you straight to the new breed Wikipedia. And uh, all right, 1986, Chris Champion and Sean Roll were put together in a tag team in Florida Championship Wrestling. Their gimmick had them claiming to be from the future, specifically 2002. Oh, it was 2000. that early! Wow. Okay, I thought it was around 2020 yeah. myself, yeah. man. I didn't know. Yeah. I guess since this, back... you know, 2002 being old school. Now. Right, now. So they were from the future, which is old school now, now. which is... our past. Oh, man. this is giving me a headache. Yeah. Dude, that's one thing about Star Trek as much as I love. Oh, <laughs> When you start God. getting these uh, time travel episodes and stuff, man, I just kind of zone out on right. those. You know, I've never been a fan of time travel storylines anyway. Okay. <laughs> so as of 2002, as a result, they often referred to Dusty Rhodes as Mr. President. President. 
God, if only. They also if believe only. that Lasertron was a real robot. So, okay, well, that makes sense. Okay, so Wait, that, <laughs> since robots were supposedly <laughs> common where they came from. Well, which Cybertron. Was, which was Cybertron. <laughs> well, Lasertron did transform into a turkey, man. I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, they consistently refer to the... Cl- Flux capacitor. Oh, that's right. From the Back to the that's Future right. series. That's right. I forgot about Which was that. just out, but it was in the future, so it was kind of in the past. So it worked. Oh, I'm it hurting. worked. I'm hurting right now. They also made many references to robot toys, referring to Lasertron as one of the GoBots. Oh, geez. so at that point, they were calling him a GoBot from Cybertron. No, no, GoBots were not well, No, 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 but he was from Cybertron. He was from Cybertron. The GoBots were from Cybertron. So this was, he was basically calling them <laughs> bootleg. Bootleg. He was a bootleg robot. The kind you buy over here at Worldwide Imports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a Transformator, not a Transformer, you know, but. Uh. Uh, and <laughs> using Transformer references like the Cybertron, which were they were from, and showing their loyalty to the Decepticons. I remember them referencing the Decepticons on a promo. I don't remember that at all. But. That was tough. That was tough to get through. It was tough to get through now, and it's tough to get through back then. Especially when you're a kid and you, you, and you want to believe. You you want to believe in in wrestling. You you don't want to think that all this is bullshit. You know yes. you want to think it's legit. Yeah. But, uh, now for a while they were managed by a robot called XTC One. I don't recall that. I don't either. I don't recall that at all. But let's look at that right quick. XTC One. All right. X. I see where to go. XTC One. I get the name. Yeah. Which is probably what they were all on at the time. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wow. don't remember that, that was, man. That was, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I do remember liking them as a tag team, though. I, I did like Yeah, I mean, them. they were fresh, and yes. that was the thing. The music, but here's the thing. Yeah. When they first debuted, you didn't know if these guys were heels or baby Maybe, That's true. Because they came out, you know, so solid. Yeah, you know they were acting like baby faces. Right, they worked that style, but they were really heels. They were really heels. Right, which is also kind of weird that you're gonna put a heel, or, or excuse me, that kind of gimmick with a heel too. Right, you, you know it's yeah. Like I said, Dusty man, I love. I, still think, I mean, especially you know, if you're looking for a younger demographic, that's you're true, looking yes. to get the younger people in, the girls in, the younger girls, you know. That's the way to do it. We're right. making babies. Yeah. You know. I mean, Which, that's that was the thing. It's, it was kind of a weird decision to go to that. But they would eventually. They did uh, switch. They they did they did turn on the face after the car accident. Right. And they went to a few with the Midnight Express, which was not memorable at no, all. Uh, I do <laughs> and that's the, hard to do. And, and I do remember them having a few, but I don't remember it being anything special or anything to really capture you. No, you know. No. Um, I do seem like I remember them having good matches, though. What what I do remember, I seem like I was into it but it's just nothing in fact I think this may be the first time I think they did some really cool spots right I'm not sure that the ring work was solid but they did some really cool spots you'd never seen before right right given that youth and you know obviously you're working with I guess at this point it'd been the Stan Lane version of the Midnight so you know that's my favorite version personally you know I love the Dennis Condry. I, oh, I mean, I'm I, always still uh, the biggest Dennis Condry fan of that era that was to me that was the Midnight. Oh, do not misunderstand, man. Oh, I yeah. like that as well. I love saying, but, but Dennis was 
what I thought of when I think Midnight Express. See, my mind when I think Midnight, I think of Stan, Bobby, and Bubba. Yeah, right, I right, think about yeah. the whole, you know, that crew. Oh yeah, you know, you know um, but Dennis Bubba was, was around, still right, when, when Dennis was there, right, and uh, yeah, Bubba too. Oh, you know, you got to include Bubba in in with that man. When I think Midnight Express, I think of Bubba. I think of Jim Cornette. And I, I mean, I think of Dennis as well. You know, obviously, because when I first started wrestling, and I loved it how oh, Dennis yeah. worked. I loved what he everything he did. And, and I know we're going to go a little off subject once again. Something I want to really touch on heavy, you know, coming up in some of the podcasts that we're going to be doing in the future. But just as far as the Midnight Express's music goes, man, I mean that was once again that was my first introduction in kind of electronic, you know, music. Any kind of oh yeah, anything that yeah. wasn't really mainstream. I exactly. just remember that really got me to be a fan. On top yeah. of Cornette's. Um, just the way he could talk and the promos he could cut and his humor yeah. with that kind of uh, with that kind of techno music. Oh man, dude! I mean, that was badass. Yeah, it was badass. So, uh, well, I, I tell you what, man. Let's go on into. Uh, so, so we've established Lasertron being a robot. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 new breed is coming in as, yes. as a hill from the future. Right. You know? um, God damn man. I'm saying this and I'm laughing as I'm saying it. You know, uh, it's hard. But but you have the boogie woogie man that makes it okay to it's, me. Yeah, it yeah, makes it, it okay. It gets it gets it by. Right, for you know, sure. And you know, Mike, maybe even going back how we talked last week about how all the heels with the the crazy gimmicks like Abdullah and Tijo Khan and all, how you could put them with Paul Jones and it worked and oh, it made yeah. sense. Maybe you can even say the same thing about the boogie woogie man. On the opposite side of that, you know, you put Laser Tron with Dusty Rhodes, and I'm gonna be the first one to say, "Come on, man, that's stupid." You put laser trauma on the boogie woogie, man. I'm like, hey, man, that's the shit. You know, that's, I mean. Uh, maybe that's the only way it could work. I think it because, is. Because, you know, Jimmy was so over. And he was already kind of out mean, there and crazy. Sprinkle, sprinkle that, uh, sprinkle that, you know, boogie woogie magic on him. And <laughs> I, lo- I like that. Put a little boogie on it. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And get it over. Exactly. And, and it did get over, yeah. man. Uh, it did. It's it hokey. Did. And it, it's you hokey, know, it was reaching, you know, it was, it was going again, you know, we reached for the kids, you know, you yeah. got to get that younger demographic in. And Where I their kids, their parents, where their parents, there's money. There's money. There's money, man. And, and you know, you also got to think about New York or, man, I, I act like I was in the business for 40 fucking years. You got to look at the WWF because that was what they're they were going after, man. They're marketing. And, and that's what Dusty was trying to to do himself you yeah. know and uh I, I totally understand why he did it like i said i personally enjoyed that gimmick um but i can understand why a lot of people you know especially the especially the traditionalists from that day you know when you talk about like you know you take somebody with like our attitude toward the new product back in that day i could say you would hate laser tron oh yeah I hate the new breed yeah. You know, I mean, oh yeah. You know, this, it, is, it, this is a shits. Yeah. Yes, man. This is bullshit. No, this is a shits. Shits fake. Some bitch ain't from the future. Yeah. But uh, so so what goes on now, man? So um, so, so they're going in. They're you know they're going to the attack, and and Paul uh, Jones. Is, Paul Jones is still going. You know, he's still rocking over here with you know uh, Rude and Bull. And they're still having their great tag matches with the Rock and Rolls and the Road Warriors. Yes, those um, are some great matches. So, this is all kind of going <laughs> towards the uh, the second annual Jim Crockett the, Memorial the, the Tag cup. Team Cup. Right, right. Uh, unfortunately, the Newbury doesn't make it into it because of the car wreck. Right. Um, but Jimmy and Lasertron do. That's right. And uh, now this is the year everything gets a little think... wacky, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but you know, Rudy Bull, you know, they're going straight into it, right? And you've got some of the old Paul Jones armies, 
in there. Tito Khan, Barbarian, I think, still around. Uh, Warlord, Barbarian, was, I, th- I think it was no, not well. Warlord was there, but, but he, he was still he, a baby doll. I think at the I time. I think at that time he was still with the doll. Right. Uh, I don't know if he made the tournament. Or may not even been there. It, it's right around that. Yeah, it all been within um, the same time frame. Because I think maybe maybe baby doll had left for a little bit and came back. Right. Right. Because she had turned back heel. Right. Around the right that time. Eight, so that would have yeah. been before, because she was still baby when yeah. she had Warlord. Yeah. So it was all in around about the same time yeah. frame. Yeah, uh, right around yeah. in there. Right. But, uh, you know, a new tag team coming up, we were talking about Shaska Watley. The Jive Tones. Yes, sir. You know, That's right. him and, uh, uh, oh, my God. Uh, I can't remember, man. Uh, Tiger Conway Jr. Yes, it, yeah. Yes. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it. I'm not sure. I, I want to say Tiger Conway Jr. I cannot yeah. I remember the job. Him and John, you know, Shaskawalli and, uh, God, is it Tiger Conway Jr.? I am not familiar. Yes, Tiger Conway Jr. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, they're doing their own tag tag team run kind of mid-card tag team right because um, I think it's fair to say at this point man Shaska had kind of dropped down yeah the card yeah, you know. yeah he was he was getting older right because uh, he had been around for like you mentioned yeah. last week man he'd been around for over 10 years at yeah. this point right absolutely so he was kind of winding his stuff down um let's see uh, going into the bash. I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, not the bash. The, uh, the Crockett Cup. Cup. I'm trying to remember who their opponents were in that. I want to say it was. I want to say it was it was Dundee. And Dundee and the Barbarian, against Lasertron and and, and, and Boogie. Boogie, and that's who knocked them out of the uh, of the cup sure. tournament. Right. Was Barbarian and Dundee over Boogie and Lasertron? Right. If I'm not mistaken, that was that was the setup for that. Right. So that was early on. They lost lost that. Right. Um, which didn't bode well. You know, that that was just uh, that, there was that, this was going nowhere. I think that was kind of where they split them off and and put Lasertron with Denny Brown as as far as the junior heavyweight title. Right. Yeah. And Boogie was kind of just. Boogieing around yeah. after that point, he, he was just still more of an attraction now than a than a big story. Line, right. You know. Now, uh, <laughs> also in that cup, it was uh, number one seed, World Tag Team Champions, the Road Warriors. No, that was the year before. That was yeah, that was the year yeah. before. No, this year number one seed tag team was Rude and Bull. Rude and Bull. That's right. Yeah, right. and uh, they make it all the way up to the semi semifinals, and uh, wind up losing to your boys. Dusty and Nikita. That's right. Superpowers. That's superpowers. Right. Yeah, that's right. Like I said, I have my opinion on the superpowers. We're gonna yep. get into that a little bit, a little bit later on right. down the line. But uh, so now, how? Let me ask you. Now at that point, I don't think Rude is happy with everything that's going on at that point. Right. And he decides shortly thereafter to leave for New York. That's what I was going to ask you. The WWF. And now they're still champions. They're still time. champions. Hell yeah. That's, that's what <laughs> I thought, are. man. I, I could still remember got the straps and, and everything. everything. Yeah. Right, right. And now how did they take the belts? Did they just put them on somebody else and say it was a house show? No. Um, I think what they what they had done was take and substituted 
Ivan Koloff for oh that's right yeah that was right for Rude not yeah for Rude yeah Ivan did step and, in yeah and they did the tag team switch there that's right I forget who he did. substituted for him but they didn't have the tag team titles at that point because Rude took it with him I don't I don't want to say he took the titles with him but they just didn't have the tag team titles for whatever reason right. at that point Cause I think he substituted and they went over on him. But for whatever reason, they didn't know if he was coming back or, or whatever. So they didn't want to do a title switch if there was any indication that he was going to be coming back right. or he just you know, just gone. left. Gone, right, just, right. Just gone. Because the way I understand it, man, he just up and up and left. left. Yeah, he got the yeah. offer from Vince and it's like, come on, and he you know, did the right thing. Done. And he obviously did the right thing. Yeah. You know, it, I mean... It, yeah, superstar. Yeah, and he, he was a single superstar. And, and Rude was made for WWF. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really, truly was. Absolutely. You know, Raging Bull, not so much. You know, I, I don't think I could see no. Manny in there. No. You know, it was like uh, with Dick Slater. Dick uh, Slater yeah. was. I love Dick Slater. Yes. Dick Which Slater was in that same style. Right. But it was just not a good fit for her up north. It was just what Terry Gordy's another one that I always yeah, put into that. Absolutely. I mean, you definitely had those, you know, those people that were usually, man, it was the, the built guys, the guys who were big, you know, the muscle bound guys. Yeah. I mean, look, man, even even Warlord and Barbarian made it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And let's be honest, man, the Warlord is probably the least, you know, talented right. bell person made that ever stepped foot. But, man, his body got him over, you right. know. and. And I mean, hell, I like the powers of pain. I, I, I mean, they were legit when yeah. they went against the road warriors. Oh, yeah. shit, man, they can win. We're gonna be getting to that. That that's another good one. Yeah, you know? we're gonna be getting to that just here in a little bit because we're going to go to '88 for that. Because Paul Jones at this point is now doing the powers of pain, correct? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, we're we're getting to '88 on that. Um, yeah, yeah, because so, yeah, yeah, '88 on that. Um, we're at just leaving the Crockett Cup. Going into the bash, I'm trying to remember what God, if there was, because bash had changed a little bit. Yes. From what it was, it's more like a tour now. Yeah. You had the not the uh, WWF. The UWF guys were starting to come That's in. Right. That's uh, right. Starting to work with Watts and kind of integrating their guys yeah. into it from the buyout for right. for there. Florida was the same way. Right. Um, yeah, they so did start thinking, expanding it, didn't they? Right. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did start taking it into the other states to use those workers yes. in that territory along with, like, Dusty and Flair. Right. Um, I'm trying to remember at that point what Boogie was doing on the uh, 87 Bash Tour, if he had anything going there. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I can't think of anything solid. No. Uh even even with Jones, no, because uh, at this point, man, the war had—I mean, really, the war was over. I mean, it, it, it cooled, point, it, 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 it cooled down hard, a lot, a lot, man. A lot. You know, my—I don't even know if it was cooled down as much as it was done. You know, it may have been. Well, at that point, it was—it was probably done or had been cooled off uh, to meet up later. Right. They were going to meet up later, obviously, but at this point. A lot of start stuff was starting to change. Yeah, in the business in general. was starting to change. Yes, um, you had so much other talent coming in. Well, the UWF by UWF guys, which I mean, was a drop ball. Dusty, I love you, man. God bless Dusty yes. Rose, but brother, well, if he ever dropped the ball, well, we're gonna get a we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do a whole podcast. That one. Yes, that that yeah. one's gonna that one's gonna be a podcast in itself. Well, it could have been. Well, yes, yeah, we definitely want to do some what ifs. Yeah. And, and that's definitely one of those big what if shows right. that I'm really looking forward to doing in yeah. the future. You know, 
but uh jimmy jimmy's just kind of a flower the only thing that jimmy is doing really is is he's on tv yeah and he's you know he's he's going against you know the the talent enhancers right but in 87 i will say this that jimmy's uh Jimmy's sucking face with Shivani is getting a lot more and a lot more, <laughs> and he's well, he he's damn near mastered it by this yeah, point. Yeah, man, yeah. Once again, Tony and it's Shivani. gonna happen. And, and you know, you go back and you watch these <laughs> TBS shows, these World Championship Wrestling from, from Superstation TBS shows, and Don't you will see, you know it's coming. <laughs> Right you know what's bat. gonna happen. He'll even tell you, Tony Schiavone, I'm coming. I'm get some sugar. Get some sugar, Daddy. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you about this, and the crowd is eating it up, man. Eating it up, and at times they're chanting, "Give Tony sugar." Yeah, yeah. It reminded it's me. It's coming. It reminded me of the old Pepe Le Pew cartoons when he would get the cat and try to oh, make out with the oh, cat. You know, oh. I mean. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, but you know, Tony knows this guy. Man. You know, it's this, you know, Jimmy's got his beard back. You know, he's yeah, got his you know, mustache. it's all rough and grizzly, man. But Tony's got this—he's got a fine mustache, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, of dude. his own. That was a 1987 special, brother. Oh, oh man, I'm telling you. So I can imagine the friction off of that. <laughs> Whoo, buddy! I mean, it reminds you of a, of an uncomfortable scene in the show Oz. <laughs> oh wow. God, well, maybe not quite that heavy. Well, I haven't, haven't heard an Oz <laughs> reference in a long time. Well, just wait till we get to the Kevin Nash hey, episode. That's, hey, hey, that's hey. some old school TV right, right there. Right there, brother. Yeah, that was yeah. some disturbing shit, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wow. But, you know, I think uh, I think Boogie at this point, man, he was more of an attraction. than, than Oh, a, oh you, for sure. You know what yeah. I mean? He was like yeah. an Andre the Giant. Absolutely. Abdullah. Yeah. You know, he was just, he was there to get the He's crowd right up. He was yeah. a hype man at this yes. point. You know. Absolutely. Um and you know that that pretty well goes into uh, well both of them uh, both Jones and Valley at that time you know just kind of doing a little little stuff here and there yeah, right right still you know they, they still hate each other absolutely and it's still brought up from time to time yes. and you know the, the, the war may have ended but the animosity sure there's no peace treaty right there's no peace treaty right. man nobody has surrendered not really not really you may have dropped that bomb man but he never he never surrendered no. you know but he was never the same, All right? You know, just like just like Boogie really wasn't the same after Manny, All right? You, you know, Boogie may have came back and, and dropped that last atomic bomb, man. But he, brother, he was not the man he no. was in 1984. No, by the end of 1986 storyline, you know, obviously yeah. Kate yeah. Payton, you know, oh yeah, he was not the same he, man. But brother. it was a big run. Oh man, it was great. It well, was a big run. Like I said, man, you know, th- this is why this is the perfect subject for us to start with because. Right. Man, we've discussed this for 25 years. Absolutely. That this is, in our opinion, I know I can speak for you now, man, that this is the best feud of all time in pro wrestling. I, I honestly believe it is definitely, I would say, if I were to write down a top ten, it's definitely on the top ten. Oh, I would say top uh, three. I would say, Easily. I would even say probably pushing it to, you know, just right off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, because there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of feuds. Top five. Oh, top five. I put mine in the top three. Really? If not, if not number one, man. And that's that's a big that's number. Thing. That's it, a big is, number. It is. That, um, is. that is going through a lot. You're talking about the Rock and Roll's Midnight Express. Flair and about Dusty. Flair and Dusty. Flair and the Horse. The Bobby Heenan Hulk Hogan. 
I that's, mean, that's, that's a big one. I mean, we're not just Crockett here, right. brother. You yeah. know, we're everywhere, yeah. man. I mean, we're doing all the, you know, um, I look at Magnum and Nikita. Magnum and Tully. To, to, I mean, that was a great one, man. I mean, but but I still... You not, know, nothing had, except for Dusty and Flair and, and Dusty and the Horseman. Oh, even still. But those had Dusty, belts. You know, well, I mean, even with the Horseman, it was only... Maybe a couple of years. Yeah, and even that man. Was, and you look back on that, you know, it and we've long. talked about that. It's not. It wasn't that long. No, no. Even though our memories make it seem like it was four Forever. or five years, it was only a year. Yeah. You know, or or a year and a half, two years. Two tops, years, man. Uh, yeah. But I, I, to me, man, when when you have Dustin and Flair, because that was always, you know, that one and, and the Paul Jones and Boogie's always going to kind of go back and forth with me. Because Flair and Dusty was so fucking good. Oh yeah. I mean, oh my god, yeah. man! You talk about just two masters yeah. of the game, man. But the thing, the, there was always a belt on the line. Right. You know, it was always about. Oh yeah, rights. yeah. So it was, yeah. Well, I want that belt because I want to be yeah. a champion. But with Boogie Man and best. Paul Jones, it was just about I hate you. Yes. No, Absolutely. I hate you. And I want your hair. I want. Yeah. To, I want to just put you. I want to insult you. I want to put you down on the ground. I, I. I want people to mock you. All right. You're going to be a bald headed geek. Yep. It wasn't about being champion, man, and that's why I always tend to put that one just, I mean, I'm talking a, yeah. a smidge above yeah. the rest, man, because the only other feud that felt that emotional to me was Magnum T.A. and Nikita, but it was still over a belt. That's still over a belt. But it was about taking the belt back to Russia, but we're right. going to get into all yeah. that later, oh, man. Yeah. That's a and whole that wasn't week. that long. No, man, you're talking months. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about things that was maybe a year to a year and a half. This was maybe, what, four or five months? Maybe. At that time? Yeah, at before, that time. Yeah, before say, Magnum had his accident. So, yeah, yeah definitely, because yeah, all that happened during the Bash. Bash, yeah, man, because they had that greatest seven, you know, the best yeah. out of seven series, which, yeah. once again, what oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus, yeah. man. Well, well, we'll get into Magnum and Nikita. Yeah, uh, you know, I, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I always have to put it up there, man. I, I just think that this was the perfect the perfect subject matter to start with. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's. Um, okay. So so in into that, you know, we're we're kind of get through eighty seven, you know, on the different sides. Shivani's getting his shuggies <laughs> every Saturday. And I hope a hepatitis shot. Oh no. Oh boy. Anyway. My God. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um. <laughs> so hell, you had to get a hepatitis shot if you just looked at the boogie oh woogie man. Yeah. I loved him, brother, but the guy, baby, the guy. <laughs> but we're going to '88, and uh, it's more of the same, um, except for Paul Jones acquires. Uh, I don't want to say an Army 2.0, but he well, starts acquiring. You know, he gets the Barbarian he gets back. Stable. Right. He he gets Ivan Koloff. Right. And he gets the Warlord. Right. Uh, and he puts the two together, and they become the powers of pain. Right. And now at this point, Mike, now I don't think the Boogie at this point, now they never feuded, did they? I don't remember the Boogie Woogie Man and, and maybe him and Ivan. Possibly? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he did some shots with, with, with Ivan. Ivan. Yeah, yeah. I think even the Mighty Wilbur thing oh, had, shit. Had, I, had come into play at this point. That is right, yeah. man. Dude, you know what? Let's talk about the Mighty Wilbur for a few moments. Uh, sure. I, I was a fan. Really? I really was. Um, and I'm going to tell you why, man. I really liked his storyline. Okay. Do you remember the storyline? What happened? Vaguely. All right. I remember this because I was still a Mark kid at the time. I still believed pretty much everything. So I knew Ladies of Trauma wasn't a robot and I knew the new breed. <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable. You know, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But I remember the Mighty Wilbur story because Paul Jones brought him in as a bad guy. But the Mighty Wilbur was a good guy. I mean, he was he was a nice man. 
And the, the, the story that he told was uh, he was from Northern California, wine country. Uh-huh. Paul Jones was in a convenience store, and a guy was robbing the store. And, and the Mighty Wilbur body slammed this guy and splashed his ass in the store, knocked him out, man, to call the law. Paul Jones gave him a contract on the spot. But that's where the guy, man, I'm over here like, oh, shit, that really happened. So in my kid's mind, and I was probably an actually an older kid, man, I was probably maybe even, maybe even 12, maybe... 12, 13 at this time. But anyway, I, I envisioned the Mighty Wilbur like literally splashing a guy in a gas station, stopping him from robbing the store. And uh, I love that, man. I thought, that, and it also showed Paul Jones being an asshole, you know, because he's like, all right, I see talent in this guy, but I'm going to take him, this really good guy, and I'm going to make him cheat. I'm going to make him break the rules. I'm going to make him go against his own moral compass. Who do so, you think wrote that? I like the hope Dusty, man. I would like to think Dusty right there. I would like to think Dusty didn't have a hand in that at <laughs> Did you that point. Like that? Oh man. I'm thinking so I'm thinking Dusty's <laughs> on, on, his, on his way out and he's just that he's is true, throwing you know, yeah. just throwing shit up against the wall and I like the money. Look at that. <laughs> Maybe that's what you gotta work <laughs> that's what you have to work with when I leave. Shit, man. Don't tell it. Because, see, now you're going to make me uh, have this bad image of, of the Mighty Wilbur. <laughs> I think it was an outdated gimmick. You think so? He's a farmer, right? That's true. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah overalls. He looked like he Haystack's Calhoun. Kind of had that even Hillbilly Jim yeah. sort of gimmick going on. But see, I like the good guy. But he came from, he came from, if I'm not mistaken, he came from Calgary. I, I think so. As Maha Singh. Right. Uh, which was a lot better gimmick. But oh, I don't know that it would have gotten over here, but, uh, you know, it, I mean... It was so much better than the Mighty Wilbur. I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I just enjoyed the Mighty Wilbur's gimmick, man. I enjoyed that whole, you know. Am I right I, on that one? Is that, is that, or I want? I don't want to be wrong on this, but I'm probably wrong on this. Uh, oh my gosh, I, I may be getting him mixed up with Norman. Norman Lunatic, hell, I dude. I may be too, is. actually, man. Hell, I. No, well, no. <laughs> no, are they Norman? Saying? No, they're no, not the same they're person. They're not the same person. They're not. Holy shit, man! As y'all can tell, putters. <laughs> this is, yeah, this we're, is a weird transition. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say, man, we we are definitely fans. I don't know. You're you're definitely more of a historian than I am. And there's but, a lot of shit that I get just mixed up too because yeah. it's been uh huh, forty thirty forty yeah, years, sir. And, and you know too, man. Um, when you start thinking about the year of 1988, hell, we can do a, an episode just on 1988. Because that's the same year Crockett was sold out to Turner. I mean, there was a lot of different things okay, going yeah. on. Yeah, definitely not the same person. Uh, Mighty Wilbur was from California. He was traded by Red Bastine for okay. old, 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 old schoolers. Right, right. Red Bastine. Uh, he did the Indies out there for a little bit and you know, in the 80s. And, yeah, okay. Uh, and that was probably about his peak was at that time in 88 in Crockett. Right. Because like I said, man, I, I just want to touch really quick, you know, the, the thing that I did, and I, I know I said this a little earlier, but the thing I just I loved about that gimmick was you had a good person, you know, somebody who actually did not want to break the rules, somebody who wanted to do it the right way, and you had just this diabolical, you know, manager is like, no, you will break the rules. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, Mike, isn't that why he turned? Because Paul tried to hit somebody or something, and yeah. he was like, I'm not happy. Right. I, yeah. I like that, man. Yeah. And you know, Mike, before I forget, something I did He was simple. Him. That was the thing. You know, he was a simple guy. Yeah, he wore his overalls. Kind of got, got taken advantage he of. He got taken, yes, man, which made Paul Jones even 
a bigger dickhead. Right. You, you know? Yeah. And, and he was a huge guy. The Mighty Wilbur's a big, intimidating hoss. Right. You know I mean? He was a huge guy. But he was nice, man. He would go shake hands, and Paul Jones would get mad at him and slap right. the hands away, you know. Um, now, you know, and I'm looking at, there's not a lot of info on the, the uh, Mighty Wilbur as far as <laughs> what? background. <laughs> And, and afterwards, brother, but, I can. Uh, I apparently, can at one time in in uh, championship wrestling in Florida, and uh, Crockett, uh, he wore a mask. Now this I don't know. Uh, and he was called the Incubus. Nah, I do not remember that. Mm. <laughs> and, may, and 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 from what I can tell, uh, in early in in Florida, he was in a. Kevin Sullivan's Kevin Sullivan's Army of Darkness. No, I don't remember that. He's, yeah, he, I, and, I didn't. And he was called the Incubus with the mask on. So yeah, I didn't follow he, a lot of the, the Florida stuff. A little bit, but not as much, you know. And guess what his finishing move was? Splash. No, believe it or not, it was not Splash. It's a bear hug. I can see that. I mean, I, I, know, imagine that a bear yeah. hug from a big guy old... in overhauls and you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like oh, your village animal yeah. again, you know, yeah. going back to that, you know. Oh, my God. Now, I will give you that, man. The, the gimmick itself was a little played out. It's tired. And, uh, Especially if they're going for more young kids yeah. and a younger crowd to get in there. That, that's true. You know, once again, man, I'll give you that. That it, The gimmick itself, even though, for me, I like that gimmick, you know, and, and it did resonate, especially being from uh, the country, yeah. you know, from a small town like we are, you know. Because, man, dude, we can see people look like the Mighty Wilbur. At the gas station. Oh yeah, you know, for is, sure. Which is what I loved about a lot of those old school wrestlers, man. Okay. You can see Dick Murdoch yeah. at the gas station. You can yeah. see Ole Anderson at the gas but station. But there's, you know, and you know, and I know there's a lot of tough guys out there. <laughs> you know, that was that were legitimately tough. Tough, and, fuck yeah. You know, there was a guy in town. You know, hey, don't, don't fuck with don't him. Don't fuck with him, or you're gonna get your ass. Whipped. Exactly, man. He will whip your ass. And he ain't the big muscle built guy. No. I mean, I mean, he might be a big guy, he's but tough. he's tough as hell, tough. man. You know, I always look at somebody, and that's why I know we're going to talk about scary characters coming up, and uh, just just a, a quick little spoiler, you know, one of my all-time scariest wrestlers was Dick Murdoch, Captain Redneck, when he went heel. Uh, yeah. I know, I mean, you've discussed this a little bit, because, man, I, I believed it. Right. Like, like I really yeah. believed, you know, I'll, I'll tell this, I'm not going to go into the story, now. I want to say this for when we do the podcast, but I have a, a personal experience with Captain Redneck, Dick Murdoch, that to this day, man, I can remember the fear I had. Mm-hmm. You know, so this man, when he looked at you like he was going to kill you, oh, you yeah. really thought he was going yeah. to kill Because I think he would, like in real life. Right. <laughs> you know, well, you know I, I told you I had the same experience at a show in, in West Lincoln, you know, was 85. Actually, I'm looking at the... Uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the, the actual you know poster from that show is uh, May 28th, 1985. There's a TV taping Crockett did. They did Worldwide and uh, Mid-Atlantic. TV taping. I'll never forget it. I was about on the third row on the very end where the aisles was. We were on the heel side, and the heels came in on that side. Uh, I'll never forget it. I'm looking to see who's coming down through there, and it's Nikita and Ivan Koloff. And I actually make eye contact with Ivan Koloff, and that is the most scared I've ever yeah, been. Yes, my dad was right beside me, and my dad was a big dad. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah yes. He was a big dude. Yes, he was. Uh, 
but yeah, I was, I was, I was in fear for everything at that point. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to be in that situation anymore. I wanted to go back and just sit down and, and, and shut up. Yeah. I didn't even want to yell. I at Dick didn't. Murdoch. No, I was not going to say a word. Well, I'll go ahead and tell my Dick Murdoch story. I'm going to tell this again when we do the the full podcast on on the scariest characters. But uh, this was right when he turned against Dusty. You just didn't do that. Yeah. And in my world, yeah. you turn against Dusty Rose, man. Yeah. You're my, you're an enemy to me. Yeah. You know. So I went out. I mean, it was West Lincoln. It was the same. In fact, I think it was maybe that show. It was that and show. That was the thing. It, it was that yeah. show. And yes. set that up some more. He just didn't didn't just turn on Dusty, but he joined up with the the Coloss. The Coloss. Yes. Yeah. He turned his back on America. Yeah. On America, man. That, yeah. And that's that's the whole that's, that's the whole ball of this emotion. Yeah. And that because that was the American dream. Yeah. Well, man, he, he's wrestling. Actually, you have a poster from that match as well up here. I'm right. looking on your wall. Yeah. It was Brad Armstrong versus Dick Murdoch. From 87. From 87, yes, sir. And, man, I won't, I'll run up to Dick Murdoch. We catch eyes, and I called him a yellow egg-sucking dog. Right. Because that's what Dusty Rhodes called me. called him a yellow egg-sucking dog. That's what I called him because I thought he was a yellow egg-sucking dog from turning on Dusty. Yeah. Mike Payne, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Murdoch looked at me. He didn't say a word. He did not say one word. He just looked at me. Mm. And I stopped dead in my tracks. I turned my ass around. I went and I hid behind my daddy, man. Yeah. Until the match was over. Absolutely. I didn't say shit. No. I did not say shit. The rest of that match, man, I was I was hoping Brad Armstrong would win. He did it. Nope. Brad Armstrong didn't win the match. He did not. But I didn't say shit until Dan Murdoch was out of my damn sight. Bro. Right. And then when he was going, I got back into it. You oh, know, yeah. But, man, I mean, yeah. I shut the fuck up. Yeah. I bet Dad wished he could Never. get that kind of reaction out of me. <laughs> and, and, you know, in regular yeah. life, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah there, the there, me, there, there, there was a, those guys that could do that. And they were tough. And, yeah. he, and, and going back to what we talked about earlier, they'd have never made it in WWF. No. Dick Murdoch would have never made it in the WWF. Yeah. Nikita would have. We'll yeah. talk about that at some point down the line. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so, so all right, man. So where are we at? We're still in 87, right? We're, we, in 80, we're, we're, no, we're, we're going to 88. 88, right. 88 with the Powers of Pain and Paul right. Jones, Ivan Koloff. Right. Going in that feud, straighten that feud with the Road Warriors. Yes. This has to happen. The bench press challenge. Bench press challenge. That was awesome. It was huge. It was a that big was deal. Super huge. Because it was legit. Yeah. It was legit. These man. guys were fucking huge, yes. and they could lift six hundred pounds. Oh man, they were bench pressing freight trains, yeah. man. I mean, we were watching them, and these were legitimate. You know, these were not weight gimmick weights. No, these were real. Yeah. And, and these they were, were doing real it. weightlifters, man. They were doing it, and the newly built charlotte Coliseum. that's right that's right huge yes. place yes incredibly huge place and it was on fire Beautiful. and that place Beautiful. was on fire yes everybody was uh, into this thing so you know, they do that you know and, and it's getting to where you know the warriors are really getting over yep. on this thing and you know they do the smiles on them you know they drop the, the weights powder, on them throw the powder yeah um they took you know, ram animal into the the biggest weight uh, it was like 600 pounds you know barbell the, the damn thing tips over. Yes, I remember that. You remember watching it roll away? Yes. You see it rolling towards fans? Yeah, and this was, like I said, I mean, hundreds of pounds. These man. are 600 pounds coming straight to the fans. There was no barricades. There, there were <laughs> ropes. There were, there were, there were nylon ropes that were, that were separating <laughs> the wrestlers and the fans from each other. <laughs> And here comes a 600-pound barbell going straight for the... Bowling for marks, bro. Going for <laughs> the first row of that crowd. They're not moving. Yeah, see, I don't really... I, I They're not moving. The, the bench press, but I don't remember that part of it. What, go back, watch it again. And it's on the YouTube. It's on, I'm probably on the network. Uh, 
and who comes in running just out of off screen right back there this is the part the stuff that I remember this is what's going on in the background uh freaking Doug Dillinger oh, and no. security Doug Dillinger the dark child comes in and saves <laughs> the day stops his 600 pound weight from just taking out the whole front row on that side wrestling's truest unsung hero man Doug Dillinger Doug Dillinger, Doug Dillinger. between him and Tommy Young man yeah. you know if there's two people that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame which we'll do a Hall of Fame right. episode at some point down the line you know there's two right there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I would say between Doug Dillinger, Jackie Crockett. Jackie Crockett, because he was there to the very end. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was there. He, he ran the cameras, everything. Until the last Nitro. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, he he's in if the I'm credits for the last the last yeah. Nitro. I think he stayed with WCW. Yeah. Two of the last. Yeah. Man. And then, then even David Crockett, he stuck around for... David stuck around for a while. For years. Yeah. I mean, not in a, in a yeah. you know, executive role or anything, yeah. but he was there. I yeah. think he was an advisor. And, yeah. You know, he stuck around, but Jackie Crockett was there for Jackie, Jackie was, that was great. And there was always a Crockett around for WCW. Yeah. And that's something I always, yeah. you know, loved about. And I, I was always, man, honestly, you know this, because we were coming up together at the same time, man. I was always a huge WCW fan over WWE. Right. You know, yeah. even up and even really up and through the Attitude Era, I still stuck with WCW until it just got to that point, man, where it just got terrible. You right. know, I mean, WCW just got so bad. I had, I just okay, I'm watching Stone Cold in the Rock now. You know, I just had, but man, I stuck with what well, you did too. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. We, you know, cause absolutely. We would switch yeah. channels, man, but we were on TNT for ninety percent of our nitro yeah. party. You yeah. know, because we had nitro parties. You know, it was for better or for worse. Yeah, we stuck with yeah, it, man. Yeah, it is. And and for me, it was, it was the Horseman. Right. Yeah, that was the thing that kept me there. Flair, yeah, Flair and the yeah. Horseman. You know, I was a big Hogan fan, man. But, you know, obviously Flair, you know, it, it wouldn't have been the same. No. It, it just no. wouldn't have been. You know, I mean, no. he, he was that, that last credible yeah. pillar yeah. Of, of the NWA. Yeah. You know. So, all right, bro. So, so we're going into so the we're going, Rangers. We're yeah. going into that, that thing. We're going into a hot feud. And we're going from there... Uh, working more, you know, the Crockett, you know, the Crockett Cup's coming up. Right. Still got, you know, these guys are going in. Um, Boogie? He's not, not, not so much there anymore. Right, right. Not really there anymore. He just kind of fades out, He, man. he does. He, he's in and out a bunch, but 88, you're looking at this buyout. Right. And, Eventually, Jimmy heads back to Memphis. Yes, I, I knew that he eventually goes back. Uh, is it the USWA at this time? I'm, I'm guessing they were calling it USWA. I've always called it Memphis, or especially it's, it's around Lawler's. that year. It's Lawler. Right. Uh, it's Jarrett's. Right. And I always still call it Memphis. USWA. Yeah. It's just... Technically, to it, me, it was always Memphis. Right, right. Yeah. And that's so what it is. Kind of like Mid South and UWF. Yeah. It's, it's the same. Yeah, I think they had taken over world class championship wrestling about this time and merged everything. Right. Well, a little time in between there, but um, he's going, you know, because of this bio, he's seeing everything that's happening. Right. It's on the wall. Yeah, it's know. there. It's totally there. Totally, I think it were leaving or I had left around about this time. I know that it was. Not minute, quite yet. But it was coming up. It was coming close. Right. Um, you know, we got through the Crockett Cup and we're going into the bashes and, and, you know, this is hot and heavy with the powers of pain. And they're wanting to do a scaffold match right. at right. one of the bashes between the Road Warriors and Powers of Pain. Um, 
from my understanding, the powers of pain did not want anything who, to do with the scaffold. Who would? No, I, I yeah, I, 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 I can totally, yeah. totally agree with that. A, another dusty idea. Hey, you know, uh, I, I think it was a good gimmick. Yeah, it, it definitely had me. Man, the first one for Starcade, this night of Skywalker's man, I was all in. Oh yeah. I mean, I was all in. Yeah, that, man. But looking, scary. It's very scary. Scary. Looking back now, it's unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But all those matches on scaffolds could have been done in regular matches yeah. and still gotten over. Yeah. But I understand the the marketing behind it and the, 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 the something gimmick. new. It's something, something new. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But uh, they won't know part of it. Um, I'm guessing Dusty is still there at that time, so he's definitely pushing for it. Sure. Uh, it doesn't look like it. You know, the powers of pain are going to shoot this thing down. Um, it's just not having it. So. They leave for up north. Right. WWF. Make the jump. Go straight in as baby faces. Right. That's right. They yeah. did, didn't they? It was a while before yeah. they went to Fuji right. and everything. Right. Yeah. And uh, and that was a big, you know, they, they got to deal with demolition and that was a whole big That's switch. That's right. That's right. They switched managers and tag teams in one and motion, how, in one match. Yes. And that's hard to do. That is so how hard to do. How in the hell? That is so hard to do, man. When you have a double great. turn yeah. like that. Yeah. The only other one I can think of right off the top of my head was probably the Bret Hart Stone Cold one. Right. But there wasn't even a manager in that. That was just two singles who who switched roles pretty much. And, yeah. You know, that was epic. But we'll we'll talk we'll about, we'll that, talk about that a little bit. Um. Let's see. Where are we at now? Oh yeah. Uh, Jones is still there. Uh, but he brings in a couple guys called the Russian Assassins. In the mask, right? Yes. Yes. God, I forgot about yeah, those guys. Which I'm thinking was wow. Jack Victory and the Angel of Death. I'm not sure, but I, I hell, I ain't thought about that tag team in yep. forever. But I do it remember was, them. it was a short-lived thing. Yeah. Uh, I just remember two mask Russians. It yeah. never really, it never really took off. No, man. you no, know, absolutely not. Because that time, I mean, you had the Russians, and the wall was it was coming down. The wall was that, coming down, and, and, and Nikita our, was a. A uh, solid baby at this point, man. So he grew it, his hair back out, right? You know, right. new yeah, Russia. Yeah. Hey, the Chernobyl effects wore off. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. That's right. We have been in America so long, man. So he long, finally got know, out of the system. Is cured. Did you notice his goatee got shorter uh, as his hair grew longer? That, yeah, I noticed that. Too. I know. Yeah. So there you go. So there is a cure for America. for you know America, man. America. America cures everything, brother. America. I mean, you know, especially communism. Absolutely. <laughs> Which was gone Basically. by that point. Yeah, so it was down. pointless. Right. It was just a pointless thing. It, it, it was almost like, well, we don't know what else to do now. And we and Russia's been the enemy for so long. And right. at that point in, in history, what a great point of history we got to live through. There was no real enemies. Right. Because this obviously yeah. is before 9-11, obviously. Yes. You know, you're talking over a decade away. Yeah. Um, we're, not, we're not close up on... Uh, Desert Storm, Storm at no. that point. No, man, no. You still have a couple years before that's right. going down. So. And even Desert Storm was so... I mean, man, it was just a flash in the pan, yeah. really. I mean, it was... But they were able days. to milk out, you know, a great uh, angle with, you know, Hogan and Slaughter. Oh, absolutely. From man. that. Yes, yes, they were. Yes, yes. So, Which, right. perfect example. Yeah. Right. And we'll, we'll definitely get into some of that stuff, because I do want to kind of talk about world events and, yes. and the society as it reflects wrestling. Because, man, that could be a two- to three-part episode in yeah. itself. You know, just talk about communism versus mm-hmm. uh, capitalism with yes. Made him T.A. versus Nikita. You Absolutely. know, going back to that, Absolutely. you know. Um, and the Sergeant Slaughter one, I think, is a great a, a great uh, subject for that, you know, yeah. going into that. But uh, it doesn't do well. 
and uh, Ivan's still with him. Uh, Ivan, I, I think uh, they have fallen out on TV, and uh, who would have ever thought Ivan Koloff would have turned babyface and baby. joins back up with Nikita Koloff to take on these these Russian assassins. assassins. Yep. And right about that time is they, you know, obviously they go over that this would be Ivan's kind of farewell swan song type. Yeah. Going out as a baby face, yeah. going out because he in real life was a tremendous human yeah, being, man. Absolutely. Ivan Koloff was one of why well, yeah, I never got to meet him. I mean, I met him like at signings and stuff. But I never right. actually got to know him, but everybody that's ever known Ivan Koloff said he was one of the absolute greatest people. Absolutely. To, you know, to walk, in real life, to ever walk the planet. And I know when I did see him those few times, he was oh, yeah. just cool as he could be, oh, man. Yeah. You know, and I think it's really cool to let a, a, a good, especially somebody who's done as much in the business as he did. Yeah. I mean, we're talking former WWF champion. He beat here. Bruno. That's what I'm saying, Nobody man. beat Bruno. Come on, man. I mean, that is a very exclusive club, brother. Yeah. Very exclusive. And uh, just to let the man go out as a good guy with with nephew Nikita. Yeah. And this was, awesome, and not a lot of people knew that this was going to be Nikita's kind of last. It was his well, last run. I, I won't say last run. Uh, I'll say he was going on the way out also, but for different reasons right. because of uh, was his, wife? his wife. Yeah, that's right. Um, because his wife had, had, had an illness at that time yeah. and, and cancer, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I believe it was. I, I think so. Yeah, she um, unfortunately did pass away. Yeah, she did. And, you know, but he would later return yes. in the WCW in the early '90s era. Right. Um, I see. And Jones, uh, obviously, seen a lot that was going on. Uh, you know, I think he became a road agent for a little while, and then um, I think he did, went back to Florida and Georgia to do some independent work. Right, he worked around a little independent well, and, stuff like that. And remember, man, that they had that little promotion out of uh, the Carolinas, Southeastern Wrestling. That's that, Southeastern, and, and Jones was about a that huge part of that. Yes. man. he actually came out of retirement. Right. to do, work some matches for that. Uh, Chris Chavis, you know, who would later uh, yeah. become uh, Tatanka. Yeah. Was like the main headliners, man. Yep. Yeah, and uh, that was actually really good stuff. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Bob Cottle even Cottle did commentary in, in on some that. of that. Yeah, I mean that was pretty good stuff. They even that had the was, old. Hey, it was the old style. It was yeah. It was even in the old time slot, right? You know, I remember it was on at eleven o'clock Saturday mornings, man. And yep. uh, you know, but I remember that was the last time I really truly remember Paul Jones being on television right. and yeah you know but he i remember he was a huge part of that and right. obviously i think it was co-owner you know behind the scenes i think yeah, it may have been at that point i think I he had know. a stake in it i think so you know. but uh, uh you know later on in that he would he would be you know in and out right. as a talent agent for wcw uh and then he just retired from the business altogether. Left. And he just left and actually opened up a body shop in Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was there through the 90s and 2000s, and I think in midway 2000s, maybe. Uh, I think he moved to Georgia, right. where he lived the rest of his life. And at that point, uh, you know, he, he, he was starting to really get into doing the conventions yeah, and getting right. out and talking to people. And uh, unfortunately, he just. Oh my gosh! How long has it been now? Two months. About two, two months. Uh, yeah. Paul passed away. Yeah, and it, and it was truly, you, you know, and I know we talked about this in the other two episodes, but people just—I mean, obviously not all people. There's a, a group of people that understand how important Paul Jones was to professional wrestling in general. I think so, and especially this area. It, oh yes, around man. this area, dude. I mean, he was. Everybody calls it Flair Country, which it is. Yeah. 
But before it was Flair Country, it was Paul Jones Country. Yeah, it, it really was. Boogie Woogie and Paul and Jones was, Country. Man. And I mean, so I ruled. They ruled it. And yeah. I can look back when Paul Jones was a baby, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I discuss this with you, man. I'm not as familiar with that stuff, but I've, I've gone back and learned about some of that stuff. Um, huge. He, he, oh, yeah, man. Absolutely huge. Wow. I mean, he was so over yeah. and he was so good. As and, a baby and a, and a Yes. And as a manager. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about Paul Jones. He de- definitely deserves his credit because absolutely. he did it all, man. Yeah. And he did it all well. And yeah. he did it all. No, man, not even well, dude. Saying he did it well is an understatement, man. He did it all in I excellence. It was great. Yeah, he was excellent. Everything. In everything, everything he, he did. did. Put, put, every, put I, over everything. Everything. So well. Charisma. Yeah. Work rate. Yeah. Uh, technical skill. Yeah. Uh, talking on the microphone. Being the, Like I said, man, when he took the Mighty Wilbur, and I know we disagree a little bit, but but it was just a character. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just a sign of his character and how he could put it over being such a dick. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to take this good, you know, country boy, you know, corn-fed country boy, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just make him a, I'm gonna make him mean and I'm gonna make him cheat and you know it's just yeah. once again man it's a testament and then on the other side you had the boogie woogie man yeah you know who who also you know worked the independent scenes um you know I got to meet boogie I think you met boogie a couple yes. times you know oh my god what a character <laughs> man he's it's him it's still it's him still what you saw on television yeah. I think he just him. got a little crazier yeah I, I, honest to God man he was a little bit more toned down in the eighties yeah think about that I know think about that man put that in perspective man he's actually wilder now yeah or at least when we saw him oh, yeah. and that's been man, hell that's been about fifteen years well I'll say he was wilder <laughs> then right hopefully. he may have calmed down a lot more than in that, that time more, yeah in, in between that time but. Yeah, oh my God, what a character. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. he was just but so still cool. still loved it. Yeah, and he was, and he was so great, it. man. And, you know, like I said, Mike, I think, well, I know I've said it a few times, I'm going to say it one more time, man. Just to, to be able to talk about this feud with you. That was the thing. And yeah. Really, that was the thing that sparked it was, you yes. know, Paul John's passing away. Yeah. And we were like, my God, you know, that was the the thing that was the feud that was it i I mean like i said man i mean we can and a lot of people shit on it and i've said that before a lot of people shit on this feud i don't agree with that not at all in fact i know me and you've discussed in in detail and not even on the podcast but personally how we just can't understand the amount of shitting that people have done in this feud only thing i can think of man it was the traditional you know you go look look back at it it drove business for for crockett and dusty oh hell i mean it was it made them money like i said man i went back and i started watching some of the old videos which i'm kind of on the fence about doing too much research because i like to have that that mind from my memories from a child right you know because i think it puts it over a little bit more in other words i don't want to over research it but going back in watching some of the old pro shows and some of the worldwides man the boogie woogie man paul jones feud was either the headliner on uh-huh. these shows or they were the openers of these yeah. shows. Both are equally important. And you got to kick it off with a bang and you got to end it with a bang. Yeah. Uh, Shaska Watley, I'll go back to him, man. He was showcased so much on these shows. Uh, the Boogie Woogie Man was showcased heavily on these yeah. shows. Yeah. I mean, really, man, the Army, Paul Jones, uh, the Boogie Woogie Man, and, and Manny Fernandez as well yeah. were... Dude, Manny Fernandez was, I, I think, almost on almost every Saturday morning show. Absolutely. You know, I mean, everybody else oh, would be yeah. on one week, be off one week. I, I cannot, even going back and re-watching these videos, everyone I've had, had, the, had the Raging Bull on there. In other words, man, my Saturday mornings were, were the Turtles, <laughs> Pee Wee, yeah. and the Raging Bull, man. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he was there every week. Yeah. You know, and now Dusty would be on there cutting a promo, right. this and that, but the Raging Bull... 
wrestled yes. every yes. Saturday Tully. morning, man. Same way. Tully, too, Tully man. Arn Anderson was up Arn. there. You know, that was another. Yep. Yeah, that's a great example, two examples right there, man. And those were who we watched. Yeah. Our Saturday mornings, man. Our childhood. I mean, the Raging Bull, man, and and Jimmy Boogie, Woogie Man Bang, and Paul Jones and his army was such a huge part yes. of my childhood because they were a huge part of my Saturday mornings. Right. You know, and that's why our childhood was was really kind of centered around was our Saturday mornings. Yes, it was. And brother. Yes, it was. I mean, because after the cartoons, you was, know what right. was going in. You know what was coming next? Next, man. Wrestling. Absolutely. This is time to get serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cereals ate. Yeah. Pee Wee's off, man. Yep. Pee Wee was great. He was funny, man. Yep. Like I said, my done ate my cereal. I'm ready to get fucking real. You hear it? Th- you hear that music? That, that hit? theme hit? Done. Uh, done. Done, man. You're yeah. Done. <laughs> but okay. Now after this, you know, after wrestling was done, whatever happened, happened. You were just like, oh my god, it just happened. Or it could have been just a you know chill close. It depends on where you were or what you were doing at that point uh, or what channel you went to after that, and after that lead, after wrestling. You're either a Soul Train person oh, yes, sir. or a Kung Fu Amer- Theater. Uh, or American band, band Bandstand. But don't forget Kung Fu Theater came Kung on Fu too, Theater man. Was yes. There. yes, Kung Fu Theater yep. was always around. And we, we need to do one on Kung Fu Theater, man. Yeah. That was the shit, man. Yeah. That was the shit. Yep. Um but you're right, man. American Bandstand or Soul Train. Soul Train. And brother, I, was, I mean, I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. I mean, I always talk about Baby Dom, Big Mama, maybe kicking me in puberty, but them Soul Train dancers, goddamn, bro, My Lord. I ain't even gonna lie, man. My Lord, dude, I remember it's like, damn, yeah, that's a nice booty, yeah, damn, that's something shaking like hell, yeah, damn, I like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know where where Big Mama had the titties, yeah. Soul Train had the booties, man, yeah. and uh, you know I'm that's the kind right. of man I like all of it, man. Yeah. I like titties, I like booty, you know, hell, I like, you know, I'm cool with all of it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was it was just a great time to be a fan, and it was just a great time, and it was a great feud, and you know, like I said, Mike, go back, you, go you back know. and watch it, go back and watch some of this stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, some of it you'll you'll get a kick out of. Sure. Some of it just gets downright serious. Yeah. Oh yeah, that and that was the thing, yeah. man. It always walked that line yeah. because you could only take the boogie woogie man so seriously until he got fucking serious. Oh yeah. And then when he got serious, it got real. It got real. It got real. Got real. Yeah, man. Um, well, Mike, brother, do you think this is probably a good place to start? I think this is this is the point where we we can put a rest on on our feelings on this feud. Yes, and yeah. I, I think that's uh, a good cap. This is uh, once again, man. These last three episodes have been just so much fun, and I'm looking so much forward to what we have coming up. You know, um, I want to take just a brief, you know, just a couple minutes, man, and just talk about some of the things we want to talk about. Uh, scariest characters in pro, and we're not yeah. going to just do pro wrestling, people. If, no. if, you know, if y'all out there hearing, listen to this, like, oh, God, I don't care about 80s wrestling or 90s wrestling or 2000s wrestling. You know, I want to hear about something else. Well, we're going to talk movies. We're going to talk uh, music, obviously. I definitely want to talk uh, music, uh, local music. Um, uh, what else, man? I, I don't have more. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> just culture, pop culture, culture yeah. in general. Just anything. Uh, anything like that, local local history, you know, as far as, you know, Lincoln. You know, the characters. What we, what we, characters, what we grew up around, what we saw. Everything like that, and it's just it's just an open area. Yes. But it, you know, we're definitely you know we're we're going to be concentrating on the wrestling, but okay. we're going right. to get to a lot of other stuff, pop culture related and and local history kind of stuff too. Absolutely, and you know I'm looking forward to maybe having some guests on the show. I have That's a friend great. of mine from uh, high school, uh, Brian Stover. If you're out there listening, brother, this one's for you. Uh, it's a shout out. We're going to try to get him on maybe in August at some point. Uh, 
He he is. Uh, I think I don't think he's living around here right now. But I'll get in touch with him. I figure out all that Absolutely. stuff. But uh, we were talking about maybe him sitting in and doing the scariest wrestler. Yes. Because I remember me and Brian when we were in you know uh, junior high and high school talking about this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, hey man, you know we used to go talk about this in high school. You should come up here and. You know, and have that third, you know, I'd like to have a third of you on that, man, and maybe open up the dialogue a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. We got all kinds of stuff lined up, and, uh, you know, if you guys are out there listening and you have any suggestions or any ideas, hey, man, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know. Let us, Let us know. know. Let us know in the, in the comments on the Please. YouTube channel. You know, anything like yes. that, Any anything you have, you know, just let us know. Let us know, man. Uh, like and, and subscribe. Uh, like, subscribe and share. And share, yeah, man. For sure. Tell your people about it. Absolutely. Uh, we're on iTunes, man. That's the big, hey, big news this week. We are now on iTunes. We are. Um, you know, I'm going to try to get these things up by Sunday evenings, Monday evenings at the latest. So by Monday evening, every Monday you should have a new podcast. Up. Right. Uh, hopefully by Sundays. It just depends on how post production goes. Sometimes exactly. it can get a little, they can get a little hairy. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I'm still new. I'm still learning. So <laughs> we're, That's the thing there. We're, we're always learning here. That's it. And That's hopefully, it. you know, in the future, we're going to be doing Facebook Live. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, the show live, and yeah, just great. doing a lot of great stuff, yeah. man. But yeah, absolutely. Well, well we're Jason, open, and we're open for suggestions, people. Absolutely. You know. Well, Mike. Brother, I've had a great one. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No, thank you. And once again, man, um, if you're out there listening, come to Game Swap. Come to the Game Swap in downtown Lincoln, man. See where the PUDs hang out. That's, if you want to know where the PUD headquarters in Lincoln is, and it's, PUD is not a bad thing, people. No, no, we, we need definitely to, not. We, we'll go into We'll go into PUDs. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <coughs> we'll get the definition, the true definition. The true. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it out there for you. It's a little inside yeah. thing, but uh, but we want to bring it out and let everybody know. And, and uh, hopefully, it's going to become a part of your lexicon, where you know you're going to use this a lot. <laughs> well, that's what we want, man, because yeah. we do. Yes, you know, and uh, it's definitely one of those terms, man. It can go either way. You know, yeah. I mean, that's a pud right there. Yeah. Oh man, what a pud! You what know, it can, it can go either way. And uh, but if you're out there listening, thank you guys, and uh, we appreciate it. We enjoy doing it. And um, we're just going to keep on going on and upward, brother. You know, Absolutely. that's where we're at. Well, Always going forward. So. Yes, sir. There we go. All right. All right. Well, Mike, until next week. Absolutely. Y'all have a good one out there. Podcast out. And not only that, David, I understand we're right at the end of our program. No, we have got to go. This has been a great event. There's some people out there that hate us for this.